3: On last week's episode, we went over my favorite feel-good movies, from Whitney Houston's Cinderella to Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits. These were all films that could put a smile on my grumpy face. Today, we're taking turns and none other than Florida's biggest baby and the best hot-wing chef around. We're discussing the feel-good movies of Mr. Ed Larson. So grab a warm blanket and tune into this week's The Brighter Side. Thank you for those lovely compliments. I know one was a
4: fact about me being the biggest baby, but, but I do. take it as a compliment.
3: Yes, yeah, it is the biggest baby, and you are the best wing, hot wing chef around. Oh,
4: that's amazing. You know, you know what's so weird about hot wings and like big cities sometimes? They suck. They suck. Yeah. What the fuck is up with that? Hot
3: wings need to be served to me by a grumpy old man with a band aid. Yeah.
4: You know. Yeah. New York City it was surprisingly slim pickings for wings, and then Los Angeles, slim pickins.
3: There are. I've, I have had good wings. Ye Rustic Inn. They have good wings. Ye Rustic Inn? What we should do, you, me, and Julie, we should go watch a movie at the Los Feliz. Okay. They have all these artsy-fartsy films, and then we do- Is this the
4: Vista or the Los Feliz? The Los
3: Feliz Six. Okay. And then we'll take a little two-minute walk to get the best chicken wings around. I take myself on dates all the time. I know all the prime spots.
4: Rustic Inn.
3: Yeah, Ye Rustic Inn. It's like a sports bar, but it's like- Rustic It's rustic.
4: You can sleep there?
3: You can sleep there. (laughs) That's right. They'll let you, they have a little pull out cot in the back, and they say, Get in here.
4: Man, yeah, I love a good chicken wing. You know, I think I talked about this recently on the last stream on the left, but uh, my secret is you you just got to bake them before you fry them. Yeah. You know, you don't cook them all the way, but you bake them a little bit, give them some Old Bay seasoning, some Frank's Red Hot Love, you know. And then if you're going to cook them on the grill completely, wrap them in tinfoil for a while, let them soak and cook in the tinfoil for like 30, 40 minutes. And then, yeah, I take them off and you char the
3: outside. So good. I get my wings extra crispy.
4: Mm, That's it's best way that go. way. Yes, yeah, it is.
3: And I'm a lot of breading fan. Oh, like the like the extra
4: doo-doo on it? Yeah, when they put breading on wings. I don't like that. That pisses me off. Do you
3: throw them at the waitress? No, I would never. I would never.
2: <laughs>
4: Get these fucking you know, wings out of me. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't even complain. I just wouldn't come back.
3: Oh, really? Because I don't like it when they're gummy. Yeah? It just tastes like, an old, like a making out with an old man.
4: Like when you're chewing on the gummy ones.
3: Yeah, I'm like you. You got to give me like a hundred bucks for eating this.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like when they put too much sauce and it's like a soup on the bottom. Mm. That pissed me off too. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a little napkin on the bottom. Soak up that sauce. Uh, you shouldn't uh, make them too wet. You know, unless they ask for it that way. Is
3: there any movie with good chicken wings in it?
4: <sighs> good chicken wing movie.
3: Because food in films is very important. Like there's yeah. a movie. Um, I God, what's it called? it's a movie, you think it's about the girl, he has a girlfriend, but then at the end it comes out she was a fantasy the whole time. I think I have to end things Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking about ending things. That's oh, okay. it. And like all the food in the film, they don't get to eat it, it's rotten. Oh, is that the snowy Charlie it's the Kaufman snowy movie? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
4: movie is upsetting.
3: It's very upsetting. And yeah. like food is always used in films as a way to discover character work or an insight into the vibe. Yeah. And the fact that like nothing was edible, nothing was good. It just means like their whole life was shit.
4: Yeah. Chicken wings are kinda hard to do in a movie just because you gotta keep eating them over and over again. Right. I could oh here's a good chicken wing tip for you people before we get started. Um, if you want to eat the chicken wing uh, flat in, in just one bite, mm-hmm. there's there's two ends of the chicken wing, all right? There's the fat end, and then there's the skinny end. On the skinny end, there's a little knuckle that connects the two bones. You're going to want to rip that knuckle off, and then you can put the entire wing in your mouth, mm-hmm. all right? And you chop down on the bone, not too hard, and then you just pull it out, and all the meat will come off.
3: Like a caveman.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll look so cool in front of your friends. So or you'll cool. Disgust a woman. One of the other, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, be gross and, you know, this is a great way to do it.
3: You know, another good cooking tip is... Put a uh, slice of tinfoil around pizza and then put it all in the microwave. Just put tinfoil in the microwave. That's a
4: good idea. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's a great idea. Um, Here's Uh, another chicken wing tip. (laughs) Um, You know, if you're out and people like, you know, they give, if you're sharing wings with people, people hate when you're, uh, when you, you want to, you put, you dip your wing in the blue cheese. No double dipping. No double dipping. Here's how you get around it you pick up the blue cheese and you just let it sprinkle on top. And then you can put it on the other side that you didn't bite yet and it never touches and everyone has a nice time.
3: a conscious eater mm-hmm. oh, i like well,
4: that you know you have to be when you um, you make people eat with you so often
3: that's right when people eat with their mouths full and like food spills out of it i went to i went to a bar the other night mm-hmm. and somebody was hacking snot boogers in the corner mm. I, I had to leave
4: well yeah they got to get kicked out
3: yeah, but this was like that kind of bar where they're like, Stevie, hey, Stevie. Don't
4: matter. The snot booger thing. I was
3: like, I, you I, do I'm that done. in the bathroom,
4: you know, you do that outside, and even then, I don't like it. He was sitting by himself. I mean, no friends. Of course he for had no fucking friends. fucking reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was fucking hitting snot rockets. He
3: needs a feel good movie, tell you what.
4: Yeah, or a fucking pool stick across the face.
3: He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm there, I'm very like non violent, but I'm like, snot rockets in, in public? Yeah, no. Pool stick. No, not
4: indoors. Certainly not indoors with your snot
3: rockets. I had a date do that one time. snot rocket
4: indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. At least it was outdoors.
3: I guess. I mean,. I still don't like him. I met him 10 minutes ago.
4: Yeah, no, that's no good. Yeah, snot rockets, like, honestly, if I meet someone in like, you know, and they're not on a date with a beautiful woman and they're just hanging out with me and they blow a snot rocket when they put the one thumb up, you know, like, we better be, like, playing football. And I don't do that anymore.
3: No, but if they blow it on you, that's like a kiss.
4: Oh, if they blow it on me. I, I hope I can beat them up <laughs> because that is, those are fightings that's fighting time. <laughs> fightin
3: times that's oh, fighting times so man. let's get into some of your feel-good movies Eddie i'm so i don't know what they are and i'm so excited well
4: i think we only had like one actual crossover and it was one of your honorable mentions and then you'll find out that later okay um but i i got some honorable mentions i figure we'll show we'll do because you did one to ten. That's how you did your order. Yeah, the first one. The See best. me, I'm always like, I I saved the best for last. All so right. I started at number ten, but I'm even going to start even worse than ten. I'm going to start at uh, at fifteen, but these will be faster. Uh, these are my uh, my five honorable mention feel good movies. It was so hard to make this list.
3: By right. The way. And we got to discuss feel good movie like, you know, you're having a bad day. What happened? Your girlfriend broke up with you. Somebody blew a snot racket on your foot.
4: These are movies that when I need a hug, mm-hmm. they give it to me. You know, like and sometimes I go the opposite way like if I have a really fucked up day I like to watch sometimes I'll watch something really fucked up to kind of like stay in that mood but if I want to like overcome that mood and and go to sleep in a happy mood I'll pick one of these movies something I like to do uh, which isn't this is if I have like a really fucked up day and I'm like thinking introspectively about how much my life sucks and all this stuff and and I'm like really like I'm like you know get the imposter syndrome type situation and you just get real like you have a really bad day at work what I like to do is I go home and I watched the two um, Bastone episodes of Band of Brothers when they have to like fight in the snow and What's shit. What's Band of Brothers? Band of Brothers is a World War II um, show, TV show that was produced by Spielberg and Tom Hanks, and it's on. It was on HBO. It was unbelievable. It came out in the early two thousands, and um, the and all these great actors are in it that they were nobodies back then. And I, I love watching it, and, but I watch this because every time I think that my life has gotten to a crummy place or a crummy situation, I watch this and I'm like, oh, my life's fine.
3: Oh, right, because you're not in the trenches fighting Nazis. I'm not
4: fighting Nazis in the snow with no shoes on.
3: No, you just have to log onto Twitter.
4: Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. exactly. Log off.
3: <laughs> right, you log just off. have to log off. Log off on Twitter. Um, I saw, by the way, I saw American History X for the first time the other day. Yeah. And that guy, um, what's his face? Uh, Edward Norton? Yeah, Edward Mm Norton. He was doing these monologues that I was like, oh my God, they still say this today on Twitter.
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, he learns his lesson in the movie, but but everyone who watches that movie, they turn it off before he learns the lesson, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Uh, It's like
3: turned off right before he gets raped in prison. And they're like, great film.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Love this movie. (laughs) Oh, all right. Oh, by the way, I know we were about to go into
3: yours. But do you know, because I read some fun facts about the film. Do you know the basketball scene in that movie? Yes. They had to keep lowering the basketball court for Edward Norton to make it. Of
4: course. He can't fucking dunk.
3: No. He's like 5'6". With a swastika on his chest. Imagine you're walking around Venice Beach and see some guy with a swastika on his chest and they're like lowering the basketball court for him. I I mean, that's really funny. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was scary as fuck in that movie. Yes, he was. He was. I, I thought, you know, he was unbelievable in that movie. I love that movie, but I hate it. If that's one, of those I hate things. it.
3: The ending might have been different. The director of the movie wanted Edward Norton to come back and kill the kid that killed his brother. Oh, okay. And he was like screaming. He was like, it would have been a fantastic film if they would have done it my way. But they locked him out of the editing room, and Edward Norton was like, no. We're yeah. doing it my way.
4: He was like, "This is hard enough on me. I'm the one with the swastika on my chest. <laughs> I have to redeem it a little bit."
3: <laughs> yeah. But enough about my my bullshit. Let's get into yours.
4: Mm-mm. Well, my here's a here's my top five I'll mention, um, good feel good movies um, in no particular order. Wally. Oh, you know, right. it didn't make my top ten because it does really make me feel good, but it is like very depressing at the same time because if you know, it's the end of the world and it's like you know, Amazon finally won and shit like that. You know, and like we and we ate ourselves out of walking and all that stuff. You know, so it's like it's very it's it's very funny. Like Idiocracy is funny, but then like later on that day when you think about it, you get upset, and so I didn't put it in the top. Ten, but it really does. I love the movie. I love the message. I love Wally. He's such a cool collector. You know, he, he, he's just a hopeless romantic. All he wants to do is sing and dance. Uh, you know, he found the fir- he found the first plant in the, in the world in you know centuries. So shout out to Wally. I love you, Eve. You're very cool. You're a badass. I'm glad that you let him into your heart. Um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Never seen it. Oh my God! I feel like you're gonna say never seen it every time. Every. But the uh, Life Aquatic's very popular film. Um, it was it's Wes Anderson's m- movie right after the World Ten Bombs, and it's so cute. I love it. It's adorable. It's there's very like there's some really sad like melancholy dialogue, and you know it's like about a man trying to figure out how to not be a fucking raging prick and shit like that. But um, the the claymation uh, little sequences, the the sets are beautiful. The outfits, the music is so uplifting. Um, you know even though I've like kind of slid off Bill Murray as I get older. He's unbelievable in it. It it's, sounds
3: very artistic. Like a bunch of theater kids came in there.
4: It's beautiful, Amber. Okay. You would really love Life Aquatic. It is. It is a warm hug of a movie. And even though it is slightly about um, revenge, but there's also one thing that I love. There's this guy named uh, Sue. Jorge, I think is his name, so Jorge, um, but he's just like this Brazilian musician who's unbelievable has a great career listen to his entire catalog, but during this movie he just plays uh David Bowie covers on a guitar and it's like part of the soundtrack and it's beautiful okay, and they're all in Portuguese, so it's just it's gorgeous and that movie actually like taught me a lot about like the to love david bowie now i know that i was you know if i'm figuring that out in the year 2002 like i'm a little late but at the same time it was it just like I was like, oh, this is why everyone goes crazy for this
3: movie. Right. Writer. I mean, at any point, as long as you come to it, it yeah. doesn't matter. You can even discover it in 2024. That's okay.
4: Yeah, I always liked Bowie, but it was like when that came out, I was like,
3: Oh,
4: I see what's going on yeah. here. You know, it's way more than let's dance, you know, and that's that was when I learned that. Um all right, this next movie, so this is weird. So this is the top... Yeah, this is how I get weird when I like have to make lists and shit like that. This is the top 10 feel-good movies. Mm-hmm. These aren't my favorite movies. And this next movie is in my top three favorite movies of all time. But it's not in my top 10 feel-good movies. Because there is like a lot of like, fucked up things that happen in it. But uh, the dialogue's perfect. Big American Lebowski. American
3: History I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Lebowski.
4: Big Lebowski. White Russians bringing him back. Yeah. White Russians were great. I mean, I... This movie, I watched it like, we watched it like three times in a row right before 9-11. And I remember when 9-11 hit, our drink of choice for the following week when we were all stuck inside just watching the news was White Russians. (laughs) So me and my buddies, we just got hammered on White Russians while we figured out that we were uh, um, supposedly under attack.
3: I love it. I think that movie, I think, was put on that disc spent into outer space. Oh, really? So aliens can watch Big Lebowski. It should be. It, I think.
4: It is, if you look at the script, its they're, they're not improvising. Every ah and um is in there. It is a very, it's one of the greatest detective stories ever told, um, but it is just so funny. Uh, cover to bo- covered a, covered a cover. And um, it was the first time I ever got high. I... We, I got really stoned at the park behind a dumpster with my good buddy, beep, beep, and we had a wonderful time and I went home and my mom was like your father is out of town let's go see a movie and then I was like alright and I was stoned out of my mind for the first time ever my mom had no clue and she's like what movie you want to see and I just pointed at the Big Lebowski and we went and saw Big Lebowski and we had a great time oh. and then I was like you know I think this weed thing might be alright <laughs> You know,
3: <laughs> glad you watched that and not like Saw or yeah, something
4: yeah. It was, I was smoking before Saw I, you know, I've still never seen any of the Saw movies I haven't either I was just talking to uh,
3: Rob about that earlier Never, never I don't care no intention. I don't want to see it. I could give a fuck People about People just getting the saw hurt. I, I live in Hollywood and I take the subway. Every fucking day of my life is Saw.
4: I like horror movies, but those are not interesting to me. No. Um, Spaceballs. Honorable mention. Comb the Desert. Comb the Desert. We ain't found shit. <laughs> I fucking love Spaceballs. Perry Air. I love all my stupid puns. Uh, Spaceballs is a very formative film for me. I went and saw my Are you ready for this? My Cause I'm like what, like three or four years older than you, something like that. And my babysitter was supposed to take me to go see Snow White, which was like a reissue in the theater in like '86. And instead, she wanted to see Spaceballs, and she made me promise that I wouldn't tell my parents Aww. that we went and saw Spaceballs. And it was so much fun. I was six Aww. years old, laughing my little fat ass off, and having the best time. So I love you, Spaceballs. Um, you're the you know uh, dark helmet forever. Um, I love you know. What's the uh, the great joke? Is it's like uh, who made the, who made the (laughs) Who made this man a gunner? He's like, cross-eyed. He's like, I did, sir. And he's just like, he's like, what an asshole. He's like, that's his name, sir. Private asshole. And he's like, how many assholes we got on this ship? Everyone raised their hand. He's like, yo! He's like, keep firing assholes. I ruined the joke, but it makes me so happy. Uh, I love space balls. And, of course, coming to America is just... Uh, so it's so delightful and sweet and kind, and it's got James Earl Jones in it. Even though he plays a prick, uh, but it's 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 such a good movie. Eddie Murphy playing a million characters. Man, I saw this Eddie Murphy thing today where James Brown had him on stage and made him do the impersonation in front of him, and he fucking killed it. And he like it was. And he sang like half a song with the band. It was great. That's Eddie cool. Murphy is such a wonderful performer, and he proves it in this movie. Arsenio Hall fucking destroys um, Coming to America. I love Coming to America. Um, the sequel was a lot of fun. Shout out to Jermaine Fowler, who was just on our show a couple months ago.
3: Horror stuff, right?
4: Yes, yeah, yeah. Horror, haunted houses. Haunted houses. He came on. Uh, he, we did the end of the show with him, um, and I just hit the road with him. That was a lot of fun. But uh, uh, coming to America, the the, the first film, uh, unbelievable. Uh, Clean the world, penis. You know, everything is nothing in there but juices and berries. Uh, the barbershop scene with the white, with the where Eddie Murphy plays the old white Jewish guy. Uh, everything's fucking perfect.
3: Different from coming to America in 2024, right? (laughs)
4: Oh yes, yes. Very very uh very different. Oh that, that one came out in twenty twenty two, I think.
3: No, I'm just making a joke about like the barbed bar wire fences. Oh yes, it's yes, I mean yes, that's yes. not funny, but Yes, that was <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, it's very different now.
4: <laughs> yeah, but that's only you know, not if you come from Canada or you come from the port, you know, or you come in as a rich man. Uh you know, they love it when you come in rich.
3: Megan we come in rich. Yeah. We were doing a someplace underneath about immigration and I said, Why don't more people come in through Canada? And a lot of people on Reddit were like, What a dumbass fucking bitch And I was like, Why the
4: yeah, well, because they're walking from uh, South America.
3: No, I know. mean, like, why don't you come in through Canada? Where I know it's cold. Yeah, but like less. Well, Canadians
4: have a better off than we do. You yeah, know, they, they do better need, off. They don't need to come here.
3: You're not getting on the like the 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 die train.
4: Yeah, and if you're walking from Guatemala, it's you know it's not like you can hitch on a boat and go up all the way around and come on down. No, you know? coming through Canada. You, but it's impossible to get there.
3: You land in Toronto.
4: But how would but you would have to fly to Canada?
3: You You'd know. have to fly to South America. Take a boat. Take a boat to Toronto.
4: The people in South America are coming over. I'm so confused right now.
3: Because people from all over the world come through South America. Yes, up. Yes, like people from China go to South America and come up. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like, why can't you fly to Canada?
4: Because it's a lot. It's a lot easier to come in. Like when if there's thousands of people coming in. You know what? It's Maybe a lot I easier am to, an idiot. i an idiot. We're just talking about things.
3: <laughs> you know, like
4: there's a lot. It's a lot easier to like go with the big crowd than it is to be the only like random fucking African. Dude coming in from right. Canada, they were like, All right, we got plenty of time, we'll stop him. They stopped me for hours coming back from Canada.
3: They stopped me in Germany, tell you what, take my shoes off, everything.
4: Oh, yeah, I remember we were sitting there in Canada and they were like holding me, and I missed my flight, and everything it was a fucking mess. And then I was sitting there, they're like, Ed Larson, huh? And I was like, Yeah, they're like, what is this murder fist?
3: And I was like, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and
4: then I was just watching murder fist videos with the fucking TSA. Was,
3: really? Do they like it? Yeah,
4: we're not, yeah, oh, they loved it. We were having a great time. <laughs>
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
4: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact
0: muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
5: Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell. Starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
3: Number ten.
4: Number ten. Number. Jekyll and Hyde together again. Um, it came out in 1982. Is a comedy about a doctor who wants to get a, replace surgery with drugs and it's a very funny film it is just it is a movie i grew up on you know i always like me and my buddy we love to go against the grain and one thing we i like to do is like if a movie just looked completely fucking bizarre i would rent that movie and jekyll and hyde together again was one of those films
3: it sounds like a musical
4: um you know what it could be it would have it would have been just as funny if it was but it was um it's, so you know the story of dr jekyll and mr hyde you know
3: he's like a scientist and he takes Takes a little pill or something. Yeah, and then he turns into
4: a monster. You know, it's like it's, right. it's an allegory for you know being a drug addict. This is like about how like doing drugs can make you a better person. Um, <laughs> and it's available to rent on Apple. You can check it out for uh, for like three ninety nine. But here, I want to play. There's a funny joke from it. I wanted to play. This is uh, him trying to. He's a doctor, and this is him trying to figure out um, if he can, uh, if, if, what he can do to stop to turn back into a uh, a normal person. And it's against Lynch. Shay, who's a great actress. She was the landlord in Kingpin, and uh, she also was like, she's like the old lady in the Insidious movies. Uh, You see those movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Check this out. I'm a drug-crazed beast with a giant erection that won't go away no matter how many times I do it. You're a nurse. What can you give me for it? (laughs) Checking her purse.
3: I can give you sixty dollars in my wedding ring. <gasps>
4: <laughs> Good
3: joke. Oh that's my Oh, cause she was She was
4: ready to have sex with a drug crazed lunatic. Oh right. And like what can she give you for it? Like as a nurse, would you give you medicine to make the erection go away? She wants to but have she wants to have sex with him and marry him. Oh yes, okay. yes, yes. Yes, that yes, yes. yes, was a, I love that movie. Uh, that was um Mark Blankfield. Um he's unbelievable. Uh you, you can um he he's like one of those like hilarious dudes who who never, you know, like made it in a weird way. Like mm. he was always around. You know, he did a lot of, he did like a bunch of save by the bell and and stuff like that. But he was so funny in this movie, and this movie was just. Hated by everybody and loved by me and my friend Corey. And uh, two
3: thumbs up on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's just you and your friend Corey.
4: Oh, oh man, I fucking love it. This movie, Jekyll and Hyde together again. Watch it. It's just full of jokes. And like when you do watch it, if you watch it because I tell you to, know that I've stolen so many jokes from this movie. It is like it taught me at a young age about joke structure and like what's funny and what's not. And I think you'll notice there's a couple of these type of movies on here, and I listed them earlier. Slapstick. I'm such a big fan of slapstick. I love slapstick comedy. Uh, It's And there's a cameo from uh, then called Cassandra Peterson, who is Elvira.
3: I love it.
4: And she plays the busty nurse.
1: Oh, of
3: course. (laughs) Speaking of lifting movies, didn't you say you worked for some bullshit Wall Street company and they lifted boiler room? He like lifted the oh, boiler room monologue. Oh yeah, and he yeah, said, yeah. "Don't watch this movie." And you were like, "I'm watching this movie."
4: Yeah, no, it was no, I would like I just seen Boiler Room, and then he like did the speech verbatim, and then told us not to watch Boiler Room. Yeah, it was, and then yeah, we were selling penny stocks um, in the year shit. 2000, and I worked there for a month, and then I quit. Oh no, I got fired because I wasn't good at it because I hated stealing money from old people.
3: Yeah, my dad lost a lot of money from penny stocks. Yeah,
4: and uh, and so I would just like not call people, and then they've. Fired me, and then after they fired me, they got raided by the FBI. Um, number nine. I wanted to put one modern movie that came out this year. This isn't necessarily my number nine. I definitely would like you know, like Big Lebowski to be on here over this, but I wanted to, you know, it's new movies. I want people to see new movie. I feel like no one saw this movie, and I thought it was so much fun. It's called Next Goal Wins. Uh, it's a true story of Samoan soccer team that was horrible until they got a new coach with a horrible attitude, and he helped them become better soccer players, and they helped him become. A better person. I love it. It was fucking beautiful. There was um, a Taikai YTT uh, or Taika YTT. You know, I've so oh, Yeah. He um, wrote it and directed it. Uh, Michael Fassbender plays the uh, the bad attitude coach who's g- always great, um, uh, who's a real person named Thomas Rogan. Elizabeth Moss is great in it. Um, but, you know, the team is fucking amazing. It's all, this movie's all about the supporting cast.
3: Was this this year?
4: It just came out this year. It was, you know, it was. I haven't heard about it. It had like Ted Lasso energy but Mm -hmm. I'm not down with Ted Lasso the first season was kind of fun but now as it goes on like I don't know like everybody's Cool, like everyone's funny in the new Ted Lasso, and I'm like, no, everyone's not funny. I'll be honest, you know, yeah,
3: I couldn't get behind Ted Lasso. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's a great show, and like, no, no shade on the actors or directors. It's just that energy.
4: If you like the idea of Ted Lasso, and but that show doesn't do it for you, I challenge you to go see Next Goal Wins because I think that it. Conquered what they were trying to do. Even I say they're trying to do, they've won a bunch of Emmys and like they're very, very, it's one of the most successful shows of all time.
3: Yeah, we're like, fuck that. Yeah,
4: yeah. But I, I will say, but the team itself, since it was a true story, it was all like, uh, it was all taken from real. Real people. Um, the team owner, Oscar, uh, Oscar Knightley, um, at and uh, was unbelievable. He was so funny um, and he's so sweet. And then um, Kaimana as Jaya, the transgender athlete who plays with them, uh, was an amazing. Usually you see stuff like that. You're like, okay, here we go, you know, or whatever. Like, oh, here comes the message, you know. But like, and then, but it was just beautiful and it was so sweet and it was true. And Is it, it like
3: was, cool runnings for Samoans?
4: Very much so. Very much so. Except you know, Fassbender isn't as funny as John Candy. But yeah, I know. It, yeah, it, it's a the Samoan soccer team. Like famously, was you know they never won for years, and and then uh, they won one match after like, getting this guy. So, uh, but yeah, check that out. You can rent it on Apple, but I'm sure someone will pick it up soon because um it, it
3: just is brand new. Um, number eight, um, half baked. Half Bay Oh is that the one with uh, Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. and uh, the horse the, the the not horse guy
4: yeah, the Goat Man,
3: the goat Jim man. Brewer. Yeah, yes,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Love half baked, so silly, lots of fun, very, very sweet weed thing, you know. And it's like, and it has like a, it has a great message. Uh, it, it, like at the very end, no matter, it's a weed movie. Everything's all about weed. You know me and my weed. I love my weed. Um, but it's all about how, yeah, weed is really cool. But the more important thing is love. And it has a really, oh. a really sweet message. And I think that it, people that message gets lost on a lot of people because of how stupid, all the weed jokes are. Um, you and know. what
3: would you rather, weed or love?
4: I mean, what's the point of weed if you know, if you can't be in love? <laughs> you know, you gotta, you know, like, if, if weed, you know, like, I would guess if I wasn't in love or I never had love, you know, like, I would need weed.
3: Right. So, like, there would be, you know, no weed, but everyone's holding hands and singing kumbaya. Or there's weed. Well, that's not love and then there's that's like that's fucking bombs.
4: that's like weird like dystopian peace you know like oh. you know like love is different than that and, you know that's 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 just fucking people being you know that's you know that's like saying the Hari Krishnas, you know, understand love.
3: God, these Hari Krishnas, always, you love them? No, no, they find me out.
4: Yeah, it's because you look for them. You've been to the museum three times. I you have. find
3: them. I tell you what, when I was in Sedona, Arizona, mm-hmm. and my, my I was with my family hanging out, they all left, and they're like, "You can get back to Flagstaff, right? It's a forty-five minute drive." I thought there was a train. There's no train. Yeah. And I was like, "It's." I walked around, and I was talking to people. I was like, "Hey, there's an Amtrak here, right?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "I showed them my phone." Yeah. By the way, if you're trying to get from a donut to Flagstaff. There's no Amtrak. It says it on the internet, so I'm stuck. Yeah. And I start asking around, like anybody got a ride? A Hari Krishna dropped me off.
4: You know what? I take it all back. <laughs> and take it all back, and I'm glad you didn't shave your head.
3: No, I didn't. Yeah, he yeah. showed me where to get pure water, mm-hmm. and I went with him out of the car in the mountains by myself, no cell phone. Amber,
4: you're sitting here <laughs> doing a fucking show about missing women, yeah, and then you just like don't listen to your own advice. No, I don't. This is a nightmare. Just to be sometimes I love you, but sometimes. I get frustrated when you tell stories. That
3: water was delicious though. Uh, Worth yeah, it?
4: Yeah, because it kept you cuz you were like, "Oh, okay, I'm not dead." <laughs> I'm not fucking torn from the inside out. All right, number seven. Uh, well, rent half bake on Apple. Also, I always say rent on Apple, and you can rent these on Amazon too. But uh, go fuck Amazon. I know Apple is also evil. Yeah, go but fuck Amazon. But Apple, yes, they're evil. Like the whole like the cell phones being made from you know whatever materials from hugs small and countries cell and stuff are like made that. From hugs and but I I will say that uh, Amazon is. Actively killing us in our own country Um, and putting everyone out of business, and they're buying up all the land and selling it back to us. Um, Number seven, Muppets Take Manhattan, 1984. Yes, yes. Um, My favorite of all the Muppet movies. I like all the Muppet movies, even the really bad ones. I think they're all great. Um, But the Muppets Take Manhattan is my far. It's the third Muppet movie after the Muppet movie. I know there's a weird sentence. It is the third Muppet film. After Muppet Movie and Great Muppet Caper, which are also great, watch those movies. But this is the last time, like Jim Henson plays Kermit because uh, he dies.
3: Before he killed himself. <laughs> with... Jim Henson put a shotgun in his asshole.
4: Yeah, and he filled it with pneumonia and it killed himself. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's a fact. That's a fact I looked on Google. Look it up.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, like start writing it and uh, telling everybody that. Um, by the way, you should check out the Jim Henson funeral. Oh. It is really a good watch. It's on YouTube. Um, but uh, this movie was uh, not directed by Jim Henson. He directed the other two uh, Muppet movies, but this one is directed by Frank Oz, who is the voice of Miss Piggy and Fozzie and a bunch of others. Miss
3: Piggy's a man.
4: Yes. Did you not know that?
3: I've only, you've only shown me the only Muppet thing I've ever seen.
4: Oh, the Muppet Show. We yeah. watched the actual Muppet Show. I
3: didn't know that.
4: Yeah, yeah. Miss Piggy. I thought a woman did Miss Piggy. No, they're all. Yeah, no, 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 no. Frank Frank Oz is Miss Piggy. For real. Yeah, yeah, very much so. He's also the voice of Yoda.
3: Whoa! Yeah, no, he's
4: got a great career.
3: Oh man, is yeah. he just living in the hills doing cocaine all day?
4: I he's a little older. Um, he seems very peaceful. There's Frank, Frank Oz. Oz. This is him. He, yeah, the, I think like the black and white picture is a better way for you to check him out because that's like cute. more traditional Frank Oz. Oh yeah, you love bald Is guys. he married? Um, I imagine he has a wonderful life. I um, bet he if has I a were beautiful to, if wife. To, if I were to guess that Frank Oz's wife. Is wonderful. Um, Yeah, I bet
3: she like donates to charity and, like, you know, is a good person. Yeah, Victoria.
4: He's been married since 2011. Yeah, she's nice. Oh, and Robin Oz divorced him in 2005. That's around when he made the score. I can see that being the time. That's a tough score, not on the list. Edward Norton's in the score.
3: Is that a sad movie?
4: It's a heist film with Robert De Niro, Edward Norton, and Marlon Brando, one of Marlon Brando's last movies. It's a good film, but um, not happy. We're talking about Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, Great cameos. Joan Rivers, Brooke Shields, Art Carney, Liza Minnelli, Elliot Gould, Gregory Hines. Great cameos. Great. I mean, like, if you're going to, like, the dream is to act against a Muppet. You know, that is like, you know, that is like, if you want to, like, measure success in entertainment it's like have you performed with a Muppet
3: the Muppets ta- yes that's right uh,
4: that's that's how I feel yeah because the movie's all about the Muppets
3: do you know Elmo went on Twitter the other day and he said Elmo's checking in and how is everybody doing and everybody was writing in like suicide notes mm-hmm. and then they had to come in today and be like Elmo just wants to thank everybody and say please have a good time and please take care of yourself Yeah, because it was just constant like pe- they thought it would be like oh I'm a little sad today or I'm or, you know talking about a recipe or whatever but yeah. people were blatantly like I am thinking of killing myself
4: you know and like elmo don't have the answers
3: elmo don't have the answers
4: arguably elmo touches people too much right he, he's just like, he's like yeah tickle me hug me come on you know what are you doing elmo you sit, sit there and listen you ask a oh. question and you don't have the right answer you just want to be tickled again <laughs> no i'll tick you with a shotgun yeah 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 yeah. elmo nah, I'm not no a big, i won't, I'm not, I won't a big, t- I'm not a big elmo fan i gotta really? say that yeah he's sesame street though I thought they were the same thing. No, Sesame Street. I mean, they're owned by. They were wait, all done by Jim Henson.
3: Wait, so Sesame Street and the Muppets are two different things? Yes, they're two different shows. So Elmo completely. is not in the Take Manhattan.
4: No, Elmo's not. Elmo. I don't even think Elmo was around yet in '84. You know, Elmo came a little later. You know. So
3: what is Big Bird?
4: Big Bird, Sesame Street. He's the he's, he's the Kermit of Sesame Street. Big Bird, Big Bird runs Sesame Street. Kermit runs the Muppets, and then Fraggle Rocks, just you know, the Fraggles, and the Doosers do all the work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three different entities. Because
3: I thought they
4: cross over sometimes. Like Big Bird is actually in Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay. Big Bird has a cameo, but uh, Big Bird is not a Muppet. What about the Trash Man? The Trash Guy. Yeah, the Trash Guy from Fraggle. No, the guy who's like, I'm Trashy Man. Oh, Oscar the Grouch? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oscar the Grouch, he's Sesame Street.
3: Eddie, I gotta go home.
4: Sesame Street's great. It's wonderful. I don't know what's going on. Sesame Street's more for, like, toddlers, uh-huh. and Muppets are more for, like, eight-year-olds. Okay. If that makes any more sense.
3: So it's, like, just kind of helping children grow up.
4: Yeah, and the and the Muppets are a little, they could be a little dirtier, and they get, their jokes are better—that's for damn sure. And um, they, and they, they're, they're, you know, it's the old Muppet show. Miley racist occasionally. Really? But, well, I mean, you know, what do they say? It's more of like, uh, who do they show? You know, it's like there's lots of like Asian characters that aren't done well and stuff like that. Always. Oh, you know, and like, but you know, the, at the same time, Muppet show is great Has a good heart. Um, it was the late '70s, early '80s. You know, some mistakes were made, but uh, everything is fine now.
3: My mind is blown. I thought they were the same thing.
4: No, but I mean, well, they're made by the same people. Okay. You know, it's just, you know, big but Big Bird is like you know, that's a full costume too. That's not like a that's not a puppet. Right, you right. Know, that's like that's like a mascot.
3: God, what a franchise to really just do oh, all just, this.
4: Oh yeah, and it's still going, it's still going strong. This all is of crazy. It. Yeah, yeah, and they learned, and they sold. The Henson Company is very smart. They sold off uh, Sesame Street to HBO, and then they sold off the Muppets to Disney.
3: So yeah, they, you can't have them together. Now
4: they can't be together, but they 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 made the ultimate amount of money on all this shit. And Jim Henson died in the middle of the Disney deal, or who knows what they would happen. They were going to because there's only one ride at the parks or one experience at the parks that's Muppet driven. Right. There was going to be a lot more stuff, and then it all got canceled when when Henson died.
3: You know, I heard how Henson died. He went on the magic ride mm-hmm. in in um in the. Disney? The
4: Magic Ride, yes. Yeah, the Magic Ride. I love the Magic Ride. With the
3: water. Uh-huh. He went on there and he he jumped off of it and he said, I'm going to live forever.
4: Yeah, and then he caught pneumonia and died. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and then he shotgunned out his ass. Um, <laughs> the one else I love about Muppets Tape Manhattan, um, no bad guy. Um, there is no like villain. In is the movie. Manhattan
3: itself the bad guy?
4: Kind of. It's like show business. Like they're trying to take their show and like in, and launch it in a the theater, and everyone's like, "You go fuck! You're just a bunch of muppets. Aww. No one gives a shit about you." And then they end up just like fucking putting on the best show.
3: And ever. when was this done? Like '80s.
4: '84.
3: So did it show like trash cans on fire in the middle of the street? Uh, it was a little
4: classier than that. A little classier.
3: But there were like rats working in diner. This is also
4: um, two of my favorite Muppets. This is their first movie: um, Rizzo the Rat and um, Bobo the. Bat. Bear. These are their first films Rizzo you kind of saw a little bit in the show and then in caper But this is the first time like really showcase Rizzo and uh, who's Funny he's the funniest Muppet, you know, he's Rizzo like as, Rats, as far as like, as far as jokes go Rizzo's the he's not my favorite But he's the funniest Beaker's my favorite.
3: I think Elmo's my favorite.
4: He's not a Muppet Sorry, he's Sesame Street, and he he's too touchy-feely. I kind of like touchy-feely. You know the guy he got in trouble Really? Yeah, the Mr. Elmo. Is he
3: a pedophile? He he,
4: I I don't I don't know if I would call. He got in a lot of trouble because he was texting with younger people too much and messaging with them, and uh, they
3: were. Elmo can't live within ten feet of a school.
4: Yeah, they weren't, but yeah, exactly. They weren't like children, children, but they were underage. All right. Um. So, but they moved
3: him out. Kept Elmo. Everything's fine. Get him the fuck out of here. Yes,
4: he's 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 on. A, he doesn't work for them anymore.
3: They put him uh, on a spit. Um,
4: the bad guy. Like I said, there's no bad guy in Muppets Take Manhattan. The bad, Kermit gets amnesia, and then he becomes like a successful businessman, and then he loses his art and his of uh, his his um his friendship, his values of friendship. Aww. And then uh, he's uh, then Miss Piggy beats the shit out of him, and he gets his brain <laughs> back. Uh, fun story. Um, I got this story is a very heartwarming story. I got this off of IMDb in the trivia section, um, but this is a beautiful story. You're gonna love this. All right. So Julia Donald, who plays Jenny in the movie, recalled that when they were filming the jogging scene, there was a camera problem and they had to stop for a while. And then there was like some little kid there, and he comes up and he's like big, wide-eyed in amazement, and uh, he just starts walks over and he just starts talking to Kermit, oblivious that Jim Henson's like holding him. And all this stuff. He
3: thinks it's real. What yeah. an idiot.
4: And then despite all the surrounding commotion of the technicians trying to fix everything, uh, Jim Henson just started interacting with the boy as Kermit. And then moments later, uh, Jim found him doing an impromptu performance with Kermit for an entire group of children who had gathered around the watch in the middle of this park, uh, Central Park. It was so, uh, Juliana said, it was so memorable to me because time just stopped. Uh, it was a wonderfully magical moment where you experience Someone's true joy of their
3: work. Oh my God. I got her. I got her. <laughs> I just like really wanted to make kids happy. He
4: was the one of the greatest men who ever lived, and if he his work ethic is what killed him. I hear in he reality. was racist. Yeah, he was I'm really just racist. He was actually, if you take out the S C and racist, and you replace it with a P, no, I'm just kidding.
3: Um, the... <laughs> that made me tear up a little bit, just to like make yeah. a kid ha- like make someone's life a little bit better. And I bet that kid is gonna grow up and like be, you know. Talk about that for the rest of their life. I
4: mean, they're grown up; they're older than we are. Whoever that kid is.
3: Oh God! Yeah,
4: what a great story, right? And um, so, but here, um, uh, at the end of the film uh, (spoiler alert) came out in '84. So, if you haven't seen it yet, that's your problem. Um, there, uh, Kermit and uh, and uh, and Miss Piggy get married, and oh. this is part of the, the the song that I just love and makes me so happy.
1: Extra, extra! Somebody's getting married. Somebody's getting married. Somebody's getting married! Here's Bobo.
4: Whoa! Somebody's getting
2: married!
5: Somebody's getting married! Somebody's
4: getting married! That's the guy who throws fish, he's a lot of fun.
5: Somebody's getting married! Somebody's getting somebody's getting
2: somebody's getting somebody's getting somebody somebody, 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 somebody,
4: somebody, somebody It's you, Kermit!
2: Somebody get some flowers. Somebody get a ring.
3: It's so colorful. Get oh, it's so a great. And a choir I love sing. this. It's very somebody sweet. Where can I watch this?
4: Um, you can watch this is available to rent on Apple. It's one of the it, even though Disney owns the Muppets, they don't own the rights to this movie in particular. So you have to watch it on Apple. But I will say, um, go around, it's usually replayed in theaters all the
3: time. Um This the, is oh sorry, this is very uh the set, it looked a lot like um Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Mm-hmm um just very like the plane coming in and like the the sets and the props and the colors and it looked very sort of practical and yeah. like f- like practical yet flamboyant
4: yeah yeah a lot of it takes place in reality and that was the ending that's like takes place on stage in Broadway that's part of their production and stuff like that uh, but yeah no it's unbelievable the set design everything about it Muppets fucking rock you're you are the best uh ever I I love you till the end of time <laughs>
1: we
4: need to get to the man Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark 1981. Oh,
3: this is such a good this is a good one. Yes, this is
4: such a great film, you know da, it's like, da,
3: da, da, Yeah, who would have thought that a
4: movie with a bunch of Nazis would have been number six on the list. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark unbelievable movie Harrison Ford playing the, one of the greatest characters of all time. Great character greatest hero of all times. James Bond you go fuck. Uh, Indiana Jones is the man um, this is the best of all all the movies, a lot of people like you know different ones. I'm the Crystal fan. Skull. Crystal Skull is Kaka, <laughs> um, but this movie are obviously directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Karen Allen is the love interest in the first movie, who's also in the Crystal Skull, but she is great as Miriam Ravenwood. Um, but this movie like changed me as a human. I like. This movie made me want to do good in history class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, it was a whole nother... It made me so happy. Um, you've seen the
3: first... Indiana Jones? I love Indiana Jones.
4: You know the scene when they're in the tomb with Sala and all the snakes are everywhere? Yeah. All right. It's one of my favorite Hollywood stories of all time. All right. So, Steven Spielberg, he's down there in the tombs and they're about to film the scene with snakes. And he's like, they're like, the, the snake guy is like, how many snakes do you want for this scene? He's like, give me like 500 snakes. You know, and the guy comes in and he fills the place up with 500 snakes. And he's like, this doesn't look good enough. Give me like. 2,000 more snakes. Oh my God. And so they like, they like, they fill up the room and he's looking at it and he's sitting there and it's like, it's like the next day he's like, I need thirteen thousand more snakes. What? Yeah, and so there's like fifteen thousand snakes in that room. Whenever Harrison Ford is like going around and shit like that, so like it was like there's that's the type of movie it was and the kind of baller film that it ended up being. Um, How
3: was Harrison Ford's like? I'm sure that was honest reactions for him being like, "I hate snakes."
4: Oh yeah, for sure. When you're put in a room with that many snakes, you're gonna be fucking petrified. Yeah. Now Harrison Ford, not a fan of Han Solo. Is a, a lot of people don't. I don't know. If people talk about this stuff. He don't like Han Solo. Really? He likes Indiana Jones. Oh. So he was. He's way more excited to do the new Indiana Jones movie than he was to do the new Star Wars movie.
3: Indiana Jones seems a little more like he has more heart. I guess.
4: Yeah, he has more heart. He's cooler. I mean, no Han Solo is cool, but in, no one's cooler than Indiana Jones. Um, but yeah, no. So Indiana Jones, I love you. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's uh, good. Non-stop action. Like the whole fucking movie is just action, action, action. The whole goddamn and time. And it's
3: like funny and also. Steven Spielberg. You can look at his because he's such a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at his early work in Amazing Stories. It was a TV show, I think. In the oh yeah, 90s. he did like a segment
4: in it. Yes,
3: yes. Or like he, he was a part of it, and yeah. it really it was like 20-30 minute shorts that just showed you the perfect amount of like action, story, love. Great like, pull
4: by the way. Really Amazing Stories was unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that. I, I love that you mentioned that. Um. All right. Number five, Army of Darkness. Came out in 1992. Uh, Love Army of Darkness. I know the movie backwards and forward. It's basically Evil Dead 3. Uh, So this is the closest you're going to get to a horror movie on my list. I guess you would technically find it in the horror section, but it's a comedy. Yeah. You know, it's very much a comedy. Uh, It's it's so many good jokes. He has to fight the army of the dead. And it comes with so many great moments like this. (laughs)
1: Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! <laughs> it's a 12 gauge double barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart.
2: You got that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's really funny. You know, I don't get the hots for a lot of actors or a lot of guys in general. Like, I'm kind of, I don't know, pick, whatever. Bruce
4: Campbell does it for you?
3: Bruce Campbell does it for me. He's
4: got that strong face. Something
3: about yeah, it. Yeah, he's got
4: a big head, you know, all that yeah, good stuff. I would
3: let him get me pregnant.
4: Hell yeah. I bet he would let
3: you get pregnant as well. I think it's past my time.
4: <laughs> it's definitely past his. The um, But yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I love that movie. It, if you've seen Evil Dead 2, it takes place directly after Evil Dead 2. Um, he's basically... Basically, he defeats all the zombies and the fucking the undead and the evil dead, and then he gets sucked in a time warp and it ends up in the Middle Ages. And then it's him trying to figure out how to get back to modern time.
2: Oh my god! And it's
4: and he has to fight the army of the dead with a bunch of knights and shit. It's very silly. It's very funny. I love it. Go see it immediately. um Rent it on Apple or buy these movies on Blu-ray. By the way, physical media is going away. They're it stopping is. to sell Blu-rays at Best Buy, which is a fucking nightmare. Uh, so like. If if you there's a video store by you. Go there, buy the physical media. Um, when they take this shit off the fucking streamers, we're at our you know we're at our own devices. And then no one will know. I'm bringing back DVDs. I fucking spent too much money on that shit in the '90s to give yeah. it up. Yeah.
2: What
3: if they took all this away and then just gave us dog shit? You know what I mean? And mm. then we all became a generation of ding dongs. And then our grandparents are like, "Army of Darkness was back in my day." And you're like, "Whatever, Grandpa."
4: Speak it, baby. Speak it. Number four, it's a combo shot. Robin Hood, okay.
3: Oh, the cartoon. I talked
4: about Robin Hood, the cartoon, the Disney cartoon. The cartoon
3: that he could get me pregnant. I know he's a cartoon. He's a fox. And I know he's an animal. He's sexy. But there's something about his ja Yeah,
4: no, he's great.
3: I want him on me.
4: Yeah, and so, but I called this a twofer. You can watch Robin Hood, the Disney one from 1973, the cartoon. Um, it's one of the first films they made after Walt Disney passed away. Frank and Ollie, who are the great animators, they kind of took the lead on it for a while. Um, it's great. Go watch the Disney Plus. The songs are unbelievable. We played the song as our closer from last time. Uh, but also, gotta give a shout out, Robin Hood
3: Men on Tights. Oh, that's fun. We're men, we're men in tights. Tight tights. Yes. That's
4: available on Max or Hulu. That came out in 93. That movie fucking cracked me up. Love Mel Brooks. Any Mel Brooks movie could be on this list, but um, Carrie Elwes was a great Robin Hood. Um, and like he said, unlike the other Robin Hoods, he's the one with a British accent. Um, Phil Harris. Oh, that, that goes back to the uh, I'll go back to that in a second. Right. So oh,
3: and Mel Brooks died. He jumped in a bat of acid.
4: Mel Brooks is very much alive. <laughs> I can sit here and you can besmirch. <laughs> <laughs> you can besmirch Shim Henson and I will let you get away with it.
3: I thought he died. Hey, but I was a joke. Very,
4: he's the last one. He jumped right out of it. Bob Newhart and Stewart are the only ones left.
3: Oh, really? They're the only ones left that whole fucking time. Bill Brooks, Satan. Just I love doing you. fifth fist bumps in Hollywood
4: oh my god I, he's the best alright but here's one of my favorite scenes it, the, the sound will be a little wonky because I, it was hard for me to find a clip from this scene but Dom DeLuise you know I love I Dom love DeLuise, him. he plays like the godfather type of situation uh, and it's just this always made me laugh I hope you people understand this uh, because he mumbles and it's a bad recording but we're playing it anyway
1: you know, your other associate says
4: very little well my other associate says nothing then why is that? of course
1: my
3: enemy cut out his tongue. God, crazy! Why? Well, because
1: he went like this. I need to make a
3: circle Come <laughs> on. Is he doing an impression of the guy who did The Godfather? Yes. Yes, because he had because the guy did the guy. I forget his name. He's a phenomenal actor. Marlon Brando. Sorry, Marlon Brando. He yeah. put cotton balls in his mouth.
4: That's how he got the part. When, yeah. Because they, they he did like the makeup test on his own, and when they were they he. They see they had to audition him and they knew he wouldn't audition so they and they just wanted to give him the part anyway and yeah. so they went to his house and they called it a makeup test and they had him read some scenes of the makeup test and then he went in the back room and he grabbed a bunch of cotton balls and he put it up in his mouth and that's how he made himself cuz he was in his 40s. He was like a beautiful man when he made the godfather. Marlon
3: Brando's another guy. I would let him impregnate me, but he's a little bit queer.
4: Yeah, he's gay, but you know, he you know, I think he just like to have a good time.
3: That's right. I would that's let like a gay saying, man. It's like saying David Bowie. You wouldn't fuck Bowie. I would fuck Bowie. You know what? And I would let a gay man impregnate me.
2: Yes, of it's course. Okay. They probably
3: have a nicer child. Probably. You know, fun fact: when I was homeless mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, one of the guys I was staying with, another gay man, he was staying in one of Marlon Brando's old Hollywood bungalows. Yeah, like way up in the woods okay. in the hills, uh, like in a. It's kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that was a lot of fun. Very haunted, very old, a lot of trees, a lot of gay men running around. Man, Marlon
4: Brando, definitely very cancelable uh, these days. Um, f- now, going back to the other Robin Hood, the cartoon, there's someone I wanted to bring up that I love, because I mentioned Frank and Ollie earlier, but Phil Harris. This dude, rock and roll, one of the great... Voice actors of all time. He played Little John the bear, who is basically Baloo from the Jungle Book. He has a great voice. Yeah, and like but Baloo was like such a hit. He also did Baloo, and so he, he was such a Baloo was such a hit in the Jungle Book that they like kind of like they're like all right, well, what if we had Baloo like kind of star as Little John if that makes any sense so it's almost like Baloo is like an actor even though he's a cartoon and like it's like that same character that bear is like playing this part and so it's yeah it's a very cool thing um, but I love it um, number three staying with Disney Mary Poppins. 1964. I love Mary
3: Poppins. Anytime like uh, like I have one time I had two tampons inside me accidentally. Mm-hmm. And like I pulled one out and one came out and I was like, oh, got a little Mary Poppins purse. <laughs> I just forgot I had one in there. I put another one in there.
4: <laughs> At least it wasn't an umbrella.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. the-,
3: <laughs> the opposite way. <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, Mary, you know what's so great? It's uh, Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke play the two lead characters. Excuse me? Lesbian Van Dyke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pussy Van Dyke. Excuse I me. I think that's what I was what I to say.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't type in Dick Van Dyke on TikTok? Oh really? Because they're just like it's like against the code. Oh really? So that's like another like with all these codes and shit. Again, why you should get the DVD it's because mm-hmm. we're going into this new age of media. Yeah. People don't know who Dick Van Dyke is.
4: Oh my god, he's the best. Simply he's because his name is Dick. He's in the new Mary Poppins as well, you know. And he's one of the great performers of all time. Oh yeah. For sure.
3: I love I love to laugh.
4: You know, it's in here. Um Edwin, that guy. Love you know, him. Let's let's go to that scene real quick.
0: Yes, whatever you do, keep a straight face. Last time it took us three days to
1: get him down.
4: <laughs> is it they laugh so much they start to float and shit because they're having too much of it. I love
1: to laugh. <laughs> Loud and long and clear. This is an allegory for cocaine. I love to laugh. <laughs> I think it's supposed to just be like <laughs> have a good time and you won't
3: be
4: such a fucking asshole.
2: I laugh.
4: <laughs> oh hello Edwin is so funny. I love He's also Edwin. the um the voice of the Mad Hatter. Um oh. you know, but the one song I wanna I really wanted to play for you all Ed is Edwin
3: seems like he's one of those guys that would shake my hand and then put his middle finger in my palm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like do that. Oh yeah. Oh, little
4: dickie in the palm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet he was gay. I
3: bet he was gayer. He
4: was, I, I, I'm sure he was gay.
3: He was not in the same timeline as Marlon Brando, right?
4: Yes, they were. Do you think they- He was older though. Edwin was like, he was older than Marlon Brando. Oh. Because he did like vaudeville and shit.
3: Right. Do you yeah. think they
4: fucked each other? Um, not Marlon Brando, but I bet like if I, were to, if I were to just randomly say who fucked who, I would say that Edwin might have fucked. Charles Nelson Reilly. All right. You know, I think that could have happened. I
3: love old Hollywood tea.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have no idea. I would love, if anyone knows anything about Edwin, I've actually researched him before. There isn't much information because he's so old.
3: You know what you should read is Hollywood Babylon by Kenneth Anger. Okay. And they do old, like vaudeville, old black and white silent movie Hollywood drama and this shit is crazy like you think people today are doing stuff? Yeah. I mean it was just like oh my god.
4: Oh yeah no There's a a, back in the day there was no uh, checks and balances.
3: No yeah there's no TMZ there
4: were were checks but no balances I think (laughs) (laughs) Um, but all right, so Mary Poppins obviously uh, it's about a fucking nanny like how could I like this movie but um, P.L. Travers who invented Mary Poppins the character um, she was very precious with it she never wanted anyone to make a movie Uh, she didn't want to do that but Walt Disney was also like incredibly obsessed with Mary Poppins and so they worked together for years to make this film and it almost didn't happen there's a whole movie about it called Saving Mr. Banks you gotta check that out uh, where um uh, Tom Hanks plays uh, Walt Disney it's great uh, but uh, the Sherman brothers kind of like in my opinion save the whole thing they wrote all the music they wrote a lot of great they wrote most of the great Disney music but they wrote all the music to this and the four of them uh, they work together very intensely um, and they there's one song in particular which might be the sad is song the saddest song in Mary Poppins but um, I'll play a little bit of it I hope we don't get fucking ruined because I'm playing Mary Poppins music
3: we're talking over
4: it well, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we'll talk over it a little bit you know but like uh, yeah, we, who knows no is this the
3: chim chiminy chim chiminy no this one's called Feed the Birds
4: and Feed the Birds was Walt Disney's favorite song and whenever he was feeling depressed which he often was he would go to the Sherman Brothers whose office that he put right next to his office and he would walk in there and be like play it boys and they would play Feed the Birds you
3: know I hear Walt Disney die by throwing himself in a wood chipper.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, that would have been exciting. But it was just, um, he only, he ate every meal like out of a can. Huh. You know, and he smoked cigarettes every day, molten all, all day long, just hot dogs and cigarettes. And that, so he died young.
0: Early each day to the steps of St. Paul's,
3: the little old bird woman. Oh, God, it's
4: me. I'm the bird woman. You are the bird you know, woman. But people like the bird woman. Yes.
3: Why did they make fun of her, though? She's just feeding birds. They're not birds? making fun
4: of her. They love her.
3: Come but it's such a sad song.
4: It is.
2: Full of mm. But it's, oh. you
4: know, she loves the birds.
2: Come
3: it's like a bird lady trope in film. It's this and in Home Alone when he goes to New York City.
4: And she was great, too. Yeah. She was. She saved the day. What are some other
3: bird ladies?
4: Um, I mean, the birds um, are, are, are great. But I love Mary Poppins. Watch Mary Poppins. Watch it again. God damn it. It's fucking amazing. All right. Forrest Gump, number two. Oh, Mary Poppins available on Disney+. Plus.
3: There's so many lines of Forrest Gump. I was running. The
4: whole thing. This is the part that I always go to. This is the line that always kills me.
1: Come on, Forrest. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny... (laughs) I made a, a tweet many years ago. I said, "Sorry, I ruined your wait eyes wide shut party." <laughs> so I pictured him going into like some fuck fest and being like, "Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, come on now!"
4: Oh man, But Forrest Gump" such a great movie. This was on your honorable mentions. I remember. Yeah. Um, I love Forrest Gump." Man, taught like another movie that taught me to love history and learn learn more. Like obviously, we all knew it was it was like half fake, but it was you know it was real. Um, I I love that he like didn't under he was like, Gump obviously comes from the word gumption, which means common sense. Um, Forrest Gump, uh, he He's he was lost. not a smart man, but he knew. Um, he he knew more than any of us. You know, he was like the one who knew not to be racist to the to the woman uh, to the black woman joining the white school. You know, he's like he's like because it didn't matter to him. She's just another human being. You know, yeah. Forrest Gump was an amazing person um, uh, who never looked at the bad in anyone. He didn't hold a grudge against Jenny uh, when she came back. He just fucking loved her and then took care of her kid. You know, like it's just like he is uh, what we all should be. Yeah. And uh, I love Forrest Gump. That was such a a beautiful film and uh, I think it's great. And number one, Airplane. Mm. I mean, what makes you feel better than this movie? Didn't
3: they spend years writing the plot before seven, they did the jokes?
4: Seven years it took to write Airplane. It took seven years to write the script because it's three jokes happening at once. People yeah. are saying two and then there's another one in the background. It's fucking incredible. Um, Leslie Nielsen, this is when they like realize like, oh. He's funny. This guy's fucking hilarious, you know, because he just did serious shit forever. He was like dragnet and like all that kind of stuff, you know, but like, you know, so he's unbelievable. Um,
3: oh, Leslie Nilsson, because I saw Airplane first, and then I saw another movie of his before he did Airplane, where he buried somebody in the sand up to their neck and like filmed them dying with the, with the waves coming in, and I was like waiting for the joke. Like airplane, I was like Mr. Nielsen. That
4: movie actually was in the eighties. That came out after Airplane. I know, really. I know what movie you're talking about. It, it was before. fucking. It was um. It was very um. It was a horror movie. There was like multiple shorts in it. I can't remember the name right now. Um, uh, but yeah, Robert Hayes um never really did anything else. Uh, he did a couple things. He plays Ted Stryker, and honestly, fucking, Julie Haggerty is one of my favorite comedic actresses she never really got like her f- big full shake on comedy in my opinion uh, she cracks me up she's the mom from what about Bob also she she's had a good career uh, and she like you know still works to this day she was in um, some Netflix Oscar baby movie a couple years ago but I love Julie Haggerty she cracks me up but Leslie Nielsen obviously my favorite um, so here's just a um, Here's a couple of jokes from uh, Airplane. Just a little mix for you guys for fun.
1: You'd better tell the captain we've got
3: to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital.
2: A hospital? What is it?
1: It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. (laughs) Tell the captain I must speak to him.
2: Excuse me, sir. There's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots... Are. That's not important right now. You see, the first officer is ill, and the captain needs someone to help him with the radio. That's so funny. <laughs>
4: That's all wordplay jokes. Um, you, like, if you watch this movie and you've never seen Airplane Before, it came out in 1980. Um, it is definitely like, you're like, oh, okay, you know, Ed fucking... Steals all of his stupid puns from this movie.
3: I think everybody does. We should do an LPN community like watch along.
4: I've loved that. I own multiple copies of Airplane. So, anytime you want, um, it's available on Amazon and YouTube. I love Airplane. Uh, please watch it. Please watch anything by Jim Abrams and the Zucker brothers. They also did the Naked Gun films.
3: Oh, I love Naked Gun. Yeah, yeah.
4: And Police Squad, the show. It's A lot of people don't watch. It's, uh, the Naked Gun, the movies are actually based off of Police, scu- police Squad. Squad, the, um, the show, which ran six episodes. It ran five episodes. They filmed six. They ran five episodes. It was all jokes, and no one got it, and so they canceled it. And then people, after it got canceled enough, people were, like, flipping out, and then, so they eventually made Naked Gun the movie, and it was a big success. Wonderful. And they made yeah, it's great.
3: I love movies. This is such a fun series. We don't
4: normally do this kind of thing. Like
3: feel good because we're talking about an, other, another medium and not like our bullshit.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're not like a pop culture podcast or no. anything like that, but I think it's important to like uh, you know, sit back and if we're going to talk if we are going to like Tout ourselves as like the people who make you feel good, then we should be able to uh, tell you what to do or what to watch uh, when you want to feel good. And uh, a lot of these movies, obviously, you know, I've seen four million times, and you like them more and more every time you see them. So get to work, everybody! Get to work. You know, start checking these out. Um, go ahead, go on the uh, Facebook page and tell us what your feel-good movies are, what movies feel like a warm blanket to you, uh, what you're going to put on to to get in a good mood and get out of that funk. Um, these movies definitely do it for me. Uh, thank you so much for listening to The Brighter Side. We'll be back next week with some fun shit. Um, you can check us out on Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, and The Brighter Side LPN. Uh, we both got Patreons. Amber, what's going on over at yours these days?
3: Amber Smelson, it's a way to support me as an artist. Mm-hmm.
4: And mine is patreoncom Um I got a lot of playlists going on up there. I just recorded the new episode of the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour at Build a Home Studio. Wow. I'm having a lot of fun with that. I got a home studio, so now I can smoke weed while I
3: record. I remember you were walking around and you were like, I got to go to this studio like place to get equipment for my house. And yeah. I was like, okay, good yep. luck. Yep. Great job.
4: Stepping it up. Stepping it up. Um, I love it. So uh, give a listen to there. I got some new playlists that came out recently um, to keep you all fucking chilled out on the Patreon until I get another Eddie Tunes up there. Um, Spotify, you want to see some of those, listen to some of those playlists, you can find me at Ed Larson. Um, Amber Smelson on across the board, but Amber Smelson on Twitch in particular.
3: Yeah, um, I usually go either Friday or Sunday. Honestly, I'm going to go when I kind of feel it yeah. I know I like to say like I'm at this time. I did that during the, the lockdown, but I'm really gonna go at least once or twice a week.
4: Yeah, go follow Amber Smelson on Twitch. You don't need to, you know, subscribe for sure. Give her the money. Yeah. You know, but and if you have Amazon, you could subscribe for free. We learned that on the LPN TV Twitch, I love that. which you need to check out when the Hoopagoo Goo game's coming out very soon. Very soon. I know we keep promising it, but it's actually happened. We keep having meetings, we it is moving forward. Um uh, it is happening soon, so keep an eye out for up. that. But go subscribe or just watch and hang out out with Amber, you'll get notifications whenever she goes live.
3: Yeah, or just follow me on Instagram. I put it on my stories when I'm going.
4: Fuck yeah. Um, rent or buy my movie How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com and um, the sticker giveaway. We love it. It's happening. It's going. Uh, you can send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to The Brighter Side, Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California 91603. Also, so many people have um, Have sent us stamps and stamped envelopes and shit. So if you want a sticker and you don't want to go through all the work of sending us some shit, or you just down and out and you want an easy path, DM Amber or I on social media and we'll just give you. We'll just send one out. We don't care. We just want people to have it. And if you want an extra one to put in the bathroom, fucking let us know because we will do that. We'll give send you one extra one for the bathroom. But you have to promise. Put it in the bathroom. Also, when you get it, do us a favor. Take a picture. Say, "Hey, look at this!" Brighter has sent us. You know, we, we you know tell your friends about the fucking show. Yeah, what we're saying—that's the whole point of the goddamn thing.
3: And I'll share it to my stories.
4: Yeah. Um, if you're in Australia, I'll see you in August with last podcast on the left. And I don't know. I fucking love you guys. God, um, thank you so much for Rob for sticking in. Ryan's out sick. Rob hung out and fucking hooked us up. And thank you so much for everything, um, Madeline, for all the work you do. Ryan, who's still going to edit this, you fucking sick bitch. And Maddie, for all your help on social media, and taking us out today is, you know, I love uh, the Forrest Gump soundtrack. It taught me so much about music, and not just that, all of the bands on the Forrest Gump soundtrack are actually American bands. The only one that totes it a little bit is Fleetwood Mac, who is um, both American and American. English, which is back, but um, wow. taking us out is the great Randy Newman, Mr. President, have pity on the working did. man.
3: I heard he took a cyanide pill.
4: Yeah, he took a cyanide pill, but he shoved it up his ass and it didn't work.
3: Damn, his ass exploded.
4: Yeah, his ass exploded, and then what happened was the person who ate out his ass, they died. Damn. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, he thought it was going to work, and it didn't. You know, he just writes about what he sees. That's right. Make a living. Yeah, baby. Mr. President. Pity on work, man. Thank you, everyone. This has been The Brighter Side. Be good to yourselves.
3: Love
0: you. We ain't asking
1: you to love us. You may place yourself high above us. Mr. President, the pity on the working man.
4: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.